2: This is how it's always been, I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And um, despite what my notes say, because (laughs) apparently I got them all wrong, uh, this is episode 44 Okay. I had written down forty-five. Yeah, in You, when, you were close. I was close. <laughs> and book forty-one, and it is Outcast. And as you might remember, the last book ended on a well, a dramatic note. It's very dramatic. Yes, with the funeral of Regina. Oh my God. And I'm afraid it's very it, upsetting. It <laughs> really was. We were genuinely quite moved. We were. We got a lot of feedback from from you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you were quite as moved as we were. (laughs) (laughs) We were very in the moment. (laughs) We did find out that a lot of you had vowed never to do any cocaine. Mm. I was going to say two lines of coke at a party given by a drug dealer (laughs) called Buzz. But apparently the anti-drugs message really worked. There you go. So uh, yes, Outcast continues where we left off. And we're we're going to continue uh, with some taglines and verbs. Yes, let's do it. Karen, can you take us away?
1: Okay. Will anyone ever speak to Molly Hecht again?
2: Well, yes. Yeah. But it'll take a while. It will. Mm-hmm. She's got some work to do. She well, the rest of them have some work to well, do. As well, everyone has some work to do. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg. Oh, god. <laughs> the back The her is cover line is No one to turn to. Oh my god. Well she's always got Liz. But actually <laughs> she sort of doesn't She sort of doesn't. <laughs> Given the Zerks. Like <laughs> oh, not really surprising. Oh
1: god. Okay. Ever since Regina Morrow's tragic death at Molly Hecht's party, everyone has been treating Molly as if she has the plague. Oh. Nobody at school wants to talk to her. Her parents have permanently grounded her. Dramatic. Isn't it? And <laughs> even her good friend Justin Belson is avoiding her. Every time Molly tries to make amends, nobody will listen. Aww. So when Buzz Bye, he's <laughs> oh <back. laughs> a drug dealer who's hiding from the police, calls Molly and announces he's leaving town, she's more than ready to go with him. She'd rather flee to Mexico, <gasps> Buzz, than walk the halls of Sweet Valley High and Low. So you
2: know it's bad. She'd rather
1: leave Sweet Valley <laughs> some drastic measures. <laughs> Only Elizabeth, of course, uh. senses that Molly is troubled. <laughs> but even she may be too late to stop her from running away with a fugitive
2: <sighs> I mean it's this book has a lot it does that's also kind of the entire plot actually that is true like, I can't believe they're even giving just, away the buzz part because when he turns up it's kind of a oh, he's, he's back or oh, it <laughs> yeah. should be but no um, well, I don't know if the cover lives up to this drama it yeah, it's not quite, but it's still a great cover. It is in a its great own cover. right. I, I just think I mi- do enjoy it. James Matthews, Mr. Trick, have it not putting Buzz in on the scene. oh my
1: god, I really want to see what he would have made of Buzz. I think we all do. <laughs> so go on. But yeah, this cover. So there's three girls on the cover. One I presume in the foreground is Molly, hmm. um, and then there's these two girls behind her. They're just two random students,
2: I guess. Which one don't of them seems to be Princess Diana? The, <laughs>
1: They're all rocking that feathery, feathery blonde kind very, of very
2: Sort of ash blonde. Or maybe yeah. it's just my cover is faded. That's who yours. Well, I do know. Yeah, it's kind of, it is like that kind color. of ashy
1: colour. So yeah, so she's in the foreground looking really sad and downcast. And then these two girls in the background are very obviously gossiping. Oh. So like her hand up to her face <laughs> like, like she's whispering secrets very subtly. Um, the ultimate
2: symbol of gossip.
1: But what's amazing about this is that everyone looks like they're wearing pyjamas. Oh my God. God um, They really do Yeah I'm assuming it's just the usual what? silk shirt that they all seem to oh, be well, obsessed standard with standard teenage it's druggy look Valley.
2: is a silk shirt But they genuinely look like they're
1: in pyjamas like right. fancy pyjamas
2: A very baggy yeah. Molly's is striped
1: loose, loose fitting <laughs>
2: yeah I, I have a pair of pyjamas but like that
1: yeah I mean they look like cosy pyjamas I'm not going to lie yeah
2: I don't know I don't know if that's the image I would want to give on the cover of a book that's all about like fleeing <laughs> the
1: scandal of it all yeah
2: <laughs> fleeing the police with a yeah it's it's not
1: it's not really capturing mm. <laughs> what's going on but it's it's a it's still quite entertaining it, oh say. it is and I think
2: uh, it's it's the especially the hand to the face whisperer yes she's doing a a lot of
1: acting. Oh, she's yes, she's selling it. Mean, yes. <laughs> I love it.
2: Molly's just a bit more sort of sullen. Yeah. I think she'd look a bit more sort of dramatically anguished? Yeah, like she's quite dramatically
1: anguished in the book. Hand up to her forehead, exactly. maybe. <laughs> like she's
2: about to faint. She looks like she just going to bed. It's like, mm. oh, I see a lot. Yeah, yeah, this love party's she's over. Night bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, she, Molly doesn't have that much. Uh, spirit no, in this book it's quite downtrodden well and uh, and who can blame her because the book begins where we left off at the yeah, end of the last it's one it's a proper two-parter very it? much yeah. so yeah there isn't even like it's the same scene
1: yeah it doesn't miss a beat it's straight back into like immediately after the funeral service they had in school for Regina isn't they're
2: it? literally walking out of it yeah yeah and Jeffrey comforts Liz and this sees Amy and Bruce and this just highlights how unfair the treatment that Molly gets mm. In comparison to this sh- shower <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Liz spies Amy and Bruce. Amy is is like really defiant. Yeah, it literally she's, says she's
1: holding Bruce's hand defiantly. Yeah. It's like really have a bit of fucking class, yeah. You? Know, oh. No, the fucking
2: memorial service. Yeah, the girl
1: that you actively schemed against, who
2: literally <laughs> said a week before she a week ago before she went off in a drug rampage you make me feel worthless oh yeah like toning it down Amy and then there's this really kind of sickening moment where Elizabeth says you know Regina understood and you know it's not your fault which is fair enough that she says it because that was Regina's I message Yes, yes, yeah,
1: because it's it's this letter that she got from Regina from beyond the grave <laughs> um, so yeah she's just telling yeah because Regina did say in that letter that she doesn't blame Bruce and Amy or yes. doesn't hold it against them
2: but then there's this moment where Liz looks into Amy's eyes and it's like oh we have a connection why fuck off why Amy does not feel in any way Guilty or even sad, as far as I can see. (laughs) (laughs) So why are you having this, like, special moment now for the first time since Amy's return? Elizabeth felt as if they were looking straight into each other's hearts. Elizabeth met Amy's worried gaze and nodded slowly and Amy let out a long drawn out sigh of relief and sadness.
1: That's absolute bullshit like she yeah. didn't give a shite. No!
2: <laughs> and there's I mean she didn't give a shite about actively pursuing Bruce Yeah. We was out with Amy and she doesn't give a shite now. No she doesn't like. And that's it for Amy and any guilt.
1: Yeah no it's really annoying because especially when Elizabeth is like you know she didn't hold anything against you and when I read that I was like
2: I hold it against <laughs> you and I think you're assholes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, Amy doesn't have to feel guilty. She did. She does. She should. Yeah, <laughs> And she didn't feel guilty. She so not like a to see, That's true. <laughs> oh, God. And... Jeffrey drops Elizabeth home and they all ponder how Gina could have ended up doing drugs with that, that dodgy crowd at all. And there's a lot of, bit of a PSA.
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah, they come <laughs> home to find like the, the, both parents are at home and Stephen. Stephen's home from college. So of it's course. like serious meeting about drugs time, you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, if they were Irish, Stephen would have come home to the funeral. Oh, that is true, yeah. yeah
1: only, not, only no one went to that fucking funeral. Uh, it was so uh, weird.
2: Very strange. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they all... Oh, and Stephen sort of bonds over losing somebody too young. Yeah, I suppose she can quite, relate, yeah. yeah which is quite sad. Yeah. But then, yes, there's a very tedious talk from the Wakefields about drugs aren't the answer. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica gets... Up, one of the most... In fact, possibly the most sickening things about this book is the fact that Jessica, who didn't really give a shit about Regina when she was alive, <laughs> wasn't friends with her is so so loves picking on people that she's really outraged about molly like she's more outraged about molly yeah. than elizabeth
1: that's true actually who yeah. was very
2: close to regina Whereas it's all being driven by Jessica being like, oh, mom's like the no worst. <laughs> she did this. Like,
1: you didn't even like Regina that much. Exactly.
2: And if you're going to blame anybody, you blame your fucking friend. <laughs>
1: yes. Amy takes no heat in this book and it's ridiculous. None.
2: And Ned points out that uh, nobody forced Regina to go to yeah. the party. But Liz. And actually, Liz's feelings are very realistic because it's somebody who, over the course of the book, this is not a spoiler, is aware that they're they're not really being fair but they just can't help because they're in a state of grief. True, yeah. So she sort of can't help thinking blaming Molly even though it's... Yeah, she is kind
1: of like the obvious target or whatever and you feel like you should take it out on somebody, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jess actually admits then that she wasn't always particularly nice to (laughs) (laughs) Regina.
1: Sake. At least she has
2: that much self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fat chance. Uh, but now she wants to do something for her. And Alice is all like, that's amazing, honey. Instead of saying, do you know what? Maybe you could learn from this and actually be nice to Maybe take a
1: life lesson or two for once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, fat chance. No, no chance. And Liz is a bit sceptical, <laughs> understandably <me> so, <laughs> that Jess will actually follow through on this desire to do something nice. Uh about or well, for Regina, very fair, yeah. Yeah, given her previous form, <laughs> I mean, why would you believe it? And Liz is all sad, understand to understandably, but never seeing Regina again. There's a, such a dodgy part about uh, Elizabeth hadn't been able to believe, no one had, that Regina was deaf, okay. there was nothing handicapped about <sighs> her. <plowcher. Jesus. gasps> what does that even mean? Oh, oh, good lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. So, uh, there's, yeah, there's, by the way, the word handicap is going to be, is used quite a lot it in this It does map.
1: get bandied around quite a bit, yes.
2: <sighs> so Liz goes to her room to be sad and reread read Regina's letter. Yes, yeah. Cut to the cafeteria where Jess is lunching with Lila and Cara and everyone's subdued mm. in a slightly, like, like they're all, it's almost like that sort of contagious hysteria that they're all yeah. working themselves up into being sad. But <laughs> like two weeks ago, you were leaving Regina sitting on a on round at a table.
1: True. Nobody was talking to her at the party for like no reason.
2: Yeah. yeah. While Amy was knocking her boyfriend behind a tree. Oh, man. And uh, they, uh, Jess mentions her plan to do something for Regina. and But they don't have an idea yet. So they're all still a bit subdued until they see Molly. Uh-oh. That livened them up. No, no. And they they keep saying things like uh, everyone who hangs out with anyone who hangs out with Buzz is bad news. Cuz how do they all know about Buzz? I know. It's like suddenly everyone knows who Buzz is. <laughs> yeah, he's a these a tor- <laughs> like as if they had always known. Yeah, yeah. And there is kind of an amazing bit where Kara wonders like, you know, the police caught that guy. <laughs> Lila says are you kidding Lila snorted my father says the police in town are worthless when it comes to that sort of thing and he's entirely correct I mean seriously it was up to
1: somehow it was up to a college student and private detectives (laughs) to take down a drug dealer in the last book it's like what the fuck were the cops doing
2: (laughs) and also this is the thing that is only dawning on me now how come they didn't duress Buzz? Oh God, well, he ran, I think he legged it out of the house before Did they... He?
1: Yeah, I okay. think in do the they confusion, actually say that? I think oh, in the confusion, I... Buzz like slips out the back door oh, okay, and God. they just, you know, never thought to give <laughs> chase, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, We're we going to bust
2: this party. The Where's the drug dealer? <laughs> Who cares?
1: What? Rod Ebbs. Yeah, they are, they are not the most proactive.
2: <laughs> no. So, uh, in fairness, Mr. Fowler is entirely right. Oh, he's
1: bang on, like, yeah. yeah.
2: And they, they all wonder, you know, whither Buzz yeah. and Molly is in touch with them. And apparently, Justin, they've all noticed this. Justin is keeping his distance.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's avo- Everyone's avoiding Molly, like, yeah.
2: Including. Jan Brown. Does she even
1: turn no. up in this? She, she really got away with murdering. she? you were right. She was a narc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just suddenly disappeared back into the <laughs> Back into the forest. Back at the mother <laughs> party asking kids if they do drugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, where can I get some drugs, kids? Oh, get a load of this. Yeah. <laughs> that was buzz, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Molly is completely alone. No Jan. Mm. And... Uh, it's Jess is being a uh, a massive bitch and <laughs> declares authoritatively, authoritatively, yes, mm-hmm. that everything was Molly's fault and she deserves to be an outcast. <gasps>
1: but not the fun kind from Atlanta with, you know, no. songs and rapping. Hey, yeah, indeed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so outside uh, the school, Justin is all miserable. Oh, he's even more moody and tormented even more
1: so my god he's really ramping it up a gear (laughs) saying something
2: yeah and we're reminded that Regina had made him feel happy for the first time since his dad died though I thought Molly had kind of got him through those tough times yeah
1: well I suppose maybe Molly kind of yeah helped him through it. but then Regina he was actually kind of happy around her yes because he didn't
2: have to keep worrying about it. rather than
1: just like just surviving kind of yeah good point yeah
2: he can't even bear to think about Molly because she reminds him of what happened at the party. Mm. And he tells himself that, which is kind of true, that she, Molly and Jan made Regina feel so awkward and uncomfortable. She did coach us to fit in. That's
1: true. Like they did go out of their way to make her feel really awkward. Like, oh,
2: got any toe shows? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. they were bitches at that party. Like.
2: They were. And Molly approaches Justin and in true, sweet, fairly high fashion, he runs away. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> runs. <laughs> flees from her. (laughs) Now we get inside Molly's head. Yeah. First time. It's not a good place. No, like obviously she's really upset and like
1: the fact that everyone's just ostracised her in school is pretty tough going, including now, you know, her ex-boyfriend and once close friend, Justin. Mm. But like, yeah, she's kind of just wandering off and really sad, but like she's quite rightly asking like, there's like a voice whispering in her head saying but are you the only one to blame? Yes. What about Bruce and Amy? What about Justin and Buzz and Jan and what about Regina herself? And it's like yeah, yes. Molly. What these about are all, all these people? are all very fair points. Yeah. What about those fuckers? Exactly. Which yeah. no
2: one else seems to be considering.
1: No. It's just the fact that Bruce and Amy get away so lightly I know, with it's this so is infuriating. Me. It
2: really, really enrages oh. me and it keeps we threw throughout the book and in the subsequent ones where Bruce is just like hey. yeah I'm
1: back ladies like are you kidding me
2: <laughs> so much for grief uh-huh. and uh, yeah she's um, she does feel guilty as well so it's not even as you say it's just like a little part of her is yeah. saying this isn't your fault because a big part of her is thinking it is it my is. fault yeah. I am yeah. terrible and she's just really isolated and alone and it's, it's actually quite well rendered it is
1: yeah and like you do feel bad for it because like people are physically moving away from her all day long in school yeah. to the point that like she actually hangs around in the toilets until everyone's gone so she can just walk home without having to pass ne- by anybody and have them like
2: well, shun her, he shun her, basically, yeah. And she doesn't, she doesn't even go to the library, which is usually where people go when they're, you know, seeking, <laughs> <True>. seeking, solace. <laughs> seeking solace. And of course, when she goes home, there's no release there. Her dad has turned up from uh, San Francisco. Yeah, he's come home to yell at her and tell her it's all her fault. By the way, it is a bit hypocritical of uh, Mrs. Hecht because. Uh, um, Molly's mother because we're told in the last book that she fucks off every year yeah, and her daughter throws a massive party and her daughter was clearly not in a good place also Molly's little
1: brother was at that party yeah, Tyler. too Tyler yeah. he was
2: the one who was like hey everybody yeah come boss has boss. got the good stuff and it's like where is this kid for this yeah. old book yeah, yeah. Like? also Mrs Hector are you feeling a bit guilty about leaving your underage children maybe don't be so fucking neglectful <laughs> yes because they're clearly not Okay, not on their to be trusted own. and not okay on
1: their own. But she like still a fucks 40, off every year.
2: Fourteen-year-old and a sixteen-year-old, and it was also like clearly a thing. In the yeah, fucks like oh this happens every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It, so it was like oh, rager.
1: it's party time in Molly's house. Of
2: well, your small children, like yeah. last year she'd probably been fifteen, and Tyler. God, he's probably hopped up on Benny's way <laughs> Speeding down the highway somewhere. <laughs> Another Enid. <laughs> so Molly tells them that everybody's like treating like her, her like a murderer in yeah. school. Could they just give her a break? And then, of course, her mother runs away crying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Take some responsibility, Mrs. Hex. You're the grown-up here.
1: Yeah, like they really they're they're pinning absolutely everything on Molly. Like they're really not uh, you know, their daughter is clearly quite distressed, and all yes. they're doing is yelling at her and basically saying, "Yeah, it is your fault, and you deserve whatever you get." And yeah. she's like tearfully begging them to like transfer to a new school or something. Yeah, she's and they're still just like,
2: like some sort of breakdown. Yeah, and
1: they're just like, "No, you deserve whatever yeah. you get." Like, wow. Dad
2: literally says, "You got to take what's coming to you." Fucking hell!
1: Like parenting.
2: Yeah, and uh, Molly is—it's just unbearable for her, and she feels so guilty, and she wishes that she could be forgiven by Liz and Nicholas, but she knows, understandably, that she can't expect that. Yeah. So it's it's quite like she's very self aware. She's actually very sympathetic, I think. She's somebody who feels really guilty and knows that she can't expect people to forgive her. True, yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite uh, quite a poignant scene. Mm. So the Cas in the Casadel Wakefield, I guess it's the next morning, Jess tells Liz that she's got a special Pi Beta Alpha lunchtime meeting planned. <laughs> And it's a reminder yet again that Liz is a member in name only. Why?
1: Yes. She's too good for the PBA. <laughs>
2: but why is she in it? I know, just fucking leave. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is she like paying them her her, her dues? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Waste of money. Is she, is she not allowed to wear the jacket if she doesn't go oh, to the meetings? Well,
2: in fairness, I would pay my PBA dues to wear those. Do wear that
1: jacket, <laughs> come on. Be the old woman.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we're reminded that Jess has a plan to commemorate Regina and Liz is is pleased she's
1: very proud of her sister oh, yeah
2: she's actually got a specific plan now mm. and at school Liz tells Enid who's like oh okay well. yeah, is Enid in PBA yes I must, I must
1: have forgot that so because oh. I was like really
2: Enid <laughs> <laughs> just in because she's Wakefield okay friend
1: I guess yeah she has connections <laughs>
2: exactly so at lunch Jess is is quite uncharacteristically nervous as she reveals her plan yeah it's not like her mm, very much uh, out of character and she mentions Liz's recent uh, scholarship oh, shenanigans,
1: <laughs> which we were all trying to forget. Yeah, well, I suppose she was inspired by the fact that that scholarship had been set up for like a girl who had died young. Yes, so a she's like, girl. yes, so that had given her an idea.
2: Yes, and uh, she says that she would like to commemorate Regina with a scholarship as well for someone who would overcome a handicap. Oh god, an quotes. And or a hardship. By the way, r- ridiculously, Maria. Who we were literally told in the last book, in a scene from Regina's point of view, when she was staring at her at the barbecue, mm. uh, wasn't fairly new, Regina bursts into tears. Oh, god,
1: like suddenly everybody was Regina's best fucking yeah, friend. That's like. what I mean
2: about that, like, sort of hysteria. <laughs> yeah, that takes right. It's, like it's just be contagious. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as my notes say, fuck off, you drama queens. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they talk about how to administer this scholarship thing. Maybe a committee voted on more by students. That oh, my awesome. God.
1: I, I just heard these kids fucking love a bit of bureaucracy. They are <laughs> mad for an out-committee and a board and voting <laughs> and presidents. And it's like, oh, my God, just go to the beach. <laughs> it's so boring.
2: <laughs> and uh, Jess, of course, hasn't thought of the admin details. Because, fairness to her, that's not her staff. That's not.
1: Yeah, she's not the numbers woman, really.
2: And... Yeah, she says they can sort it out later. Yeah. And then she says, oh, but but this will actually cost thousands. Somehow, these American 16-year-olds are all shocked <laughs> that college is going to cost thousands. <laughs> my American ex-boyfriend would have gone to college a few... This late 80s, he would probably started college in about 1990. And I remember him telling me how much college fees were. And now we went to Yale, so they were... But okay. still, yeah. they were tens of thousands oh. per
1: year. Oh my God. Per year. How does anyone get to like, go to college then, in America? It, like? was,
2: it was as much as a you know small mortgage yeah (laughs) so (laughs) uh, like I'm just I do not buy that everybody's like what yeah cost money to go to college anyway they're somehow gonna raise that all they're gonna uh, gonna do a bake sale it's okay (laughs) they've got it covered (laughs) (laughs) and uh, we're reminded Stuart uh, Susan Stewart's uh, dad old Jackson Oh yes oh, he's Famous uh,
1: film director Jackson Croft um, a Bit of continuity there Famous baby abandoner
2: <laughs> Yeah well
1: All <laughs> forgiven and forgotten <laughs> Yeah
2: And yes he's going to Susan is like Oh he can donate some movies So we can screen So they've got a, a variety of schemes Yeah everyone's coming
1: up with ideas And they're all excited now That there's kind of Something to focus on I guess
2: Yes And Liz is very touched And hugs Jess Who was like What? Turns out having a good idea actually feels good. It's like, what is this human emotion? (laughs) Weirdly,
1: putting all your energies into being a bitch doesn't always feel great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it doesn't last long, so don't get too excited, listeners. (laughs) After school, uh, Liz meets Jeffrey, and they cry over yet another very sad End of St. Vincent Millay poem and uh, by yeah. the way I checked and they did have to get permission for it the, did they it a the copyright thing because it's the entire poem again yeah and it says in, if you look at the copyright page oh, yeah it says time does not bring, uh, time does not bring relief you all have lied by Anderson Vincent Millay from collected poems Harper and Row copyright 1917 1945 by Anderson Vincent Millay you so printed by permission weird that's a lot of effort to go Isn't to. Isn't it?
1: It's like, were they just trying to bring up the word count? Or did they lose a bet or something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> is one of the related? Yeah. The there's a, there's good, in the estate. There's motives in
1: here that we just can't quite put our I fingers know. on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> As you say, it is the whole poem. Yeah. And Jeffrey quite sensibly suggests getting involved in Jessica's plan will, you know, make her feel better. And yeah. she agreed. And she's... Uh, surprised that they're both surprised that Jessica actually came up with the good idea <laughs> who isn't <laughs> meanwhile Molly is like literally meanwhile while this conversation is taking place Molly is heading out of school and she sees Jeffrey and Elizabeth and she doesn't want to walk past them but then yeah. she feels, like weird because she's, she's like she's
1: eavesdropping but she actually just wants to go home but feels like she can't walk past them and ugh, uh, yeah it's quite it's awkward j- yeah,
2: and it feels quite convincing. And she wants to talk to Liz because she knows how noble Elizabeth oh, is. Oh,
1: that pissed me off. Oh,
2: it, it was well known that Elizabeth Wakefield could be counted on as sympathetic, honest and scrupulously fair.
0: Oh,
1: God. <laughs> ah. oh God. It's like I love how everyone's obsessed with Elizabeth. Yeah. Like, no, even it. though this isn't about her, it's still about yeah. her. Always.
0: <laughs>
2: of course. And, uh, yeah, she she does approach Liz after Jeffrey goes. Yeah, and and this again is realistic because Liz just can't bear to talk yeah. to her. No, she
1: just can't deal at all. But and she's not mean to her. She's not. No, she does say that she's sorry, but she's just like, look, I can't, I can't talk to you. I'm sorry, and just kind of and she says, I don't her, hate you. Yeah,
2: and uh, but she just she just can't can't do it. And uh, though, as my notes say, how could she bear to talk to Amy? Mm. And Bruce, how she felt like kind of share little moments with them. Yeah, you think she might think? Do you know what? Maybe if you hadn't stolen her boyfriend, and <laughs> no, then
1: fucking happened. And Bruce,
2: <laughs> maybe if you hadn't cheated on uh, her publicly, yeah. We're never going to stop. Who needs
1: logic? <laughs> no, we're never going to
2: stop being angry about this. So Molly is devastated because a Wakefield has rejected her. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, like literally, now that Elizabeth and Justin <laughs> had turned away, nothing seemed to matter anymore. And like, at least Justin, you know, was her ex-boyfriend and yes. a close friend. Yes. But like, did her and Elizabeth ever even say hello to each other before this? Like, suddenly no. everything hinges on Elizabeth. Oh, come on.
2: Well, she is the son about which Sweet Valley revolves. <laughs> so she wonders. Sort of randomly through the streets. Yeah, a tragic scene. Oh, and she finds herself at, a, at the cemetery. Oh man! Oh, this is quite sad. It is. She's she, like the only person she can burden herself to.
1: This is it. The only person who won't actually run away from her. Oh,
2: is the cat because the cat Because the died at your house. Sorry, Jesus. I know I'm as bad as the. Damn it, Anna! <laughs> <laughs> I've <I'm> been sucked in. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she could just talk to Regina. Yeah,
1: well, that's what she thinks she's going to do anyway. Oh, but you can't. Oh, no, because Nicholas Morrow is standing there. He's yes. putting flowers on Regina's grave <gasps> and being really upset. Mm. So and she's, this is, yeah, He's she, being quite dramatic, he, but fair he, enough. Well, yeah, but she kind of hides behind a tree because she's like, oh, no, I'm eavesdropping again, but I just want to Cause he, go about my business. Because
2: he literally says, oh, by the way, I'm not mocking sibling grief, but uh, this is very... Uh, dramatic Oh Regina why did it have to be you I told you not to go to that party I told you It's very shaking his fist at the sky type of stuff (laughs) isn't it It really is and Molly is just like oh shit I should not be witnessing this so she tries to go but then she she cracks a twig No and Nicholas sees her
1: Yeah he is furious Oh, he certainly is. Oh my god. Yeah. He just like yeah, he's like, How dare you come here? he whispered, his whole body beginning to shake. <gasps> but like he starts yelling at it then, he's like, Have you done enough damage? Yeah. Um and he, yeah, there's a bit where he goes, get out of here. He screamed, raising one hand as if to hit her. like, Nicholas Morrow, I'll put you in the ground, you motherfucker. You stay away from that girl. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. I hate him.
2: Yeah. But yeah, oh he God. just yells
1: at her that she killed Regina, basically. So yeah. Molly's like, fuck
2: this. Oh, God. She's terrified. Who wouldn't be. Yeah. So she runs home and this is like her lowest point so far. Oh, yeah. Had to be. But who should call her when she gets home? Uh Uh-oh. Why, it's Buzz! (laughs) He's back, bitches! (laughs) And he's all sympathetic.
1: He is. And because he's... This is quite understandable, too, because she's just been, like, picked on all day long and no one's talking to her and suddenly there's this one sympathetic voice on the phone. So she's like,
2: she (laughs) I mean, in fairness, it's kind of inevitable that she, she would end up just finding... Finding comfort in Buzz's words. Yeah. Because he's all like, well, you know what? Yeah, that wasn't your fault. Um, No one forced her to. Well, actually, Jan did. Jan did force her, Go, Yeah. Where is Jan? (laughs) Where did Jan go, man? We need (laughs) answers. I'm telling you, she was an arc. (laughs) I think they'd have got Buzz then. Um, So he wants to meet her at Kelly's later. Of course. Where else? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And she says yes. And then cut to Buzz. Yeah, we're and switching around to points of view all over the place in this book. Yes, to, quite, well, uh, the point of view of a villain, which we don't normally get through. And he's in this sort of grotty apartment. Oh my God, it's gas. It's
1: a run-down apartment building with sagging clotheslines draped between <laughs> the brick buildings above the alley. It's like a play set for, like, Hell's Kitchen or something.
2: It's like, this Where, is not Sweet Valley. Exactly. Where is this? Yeah. No, where is it I don't uh, believe no
1: it's not Sweet Valley and then
2: he says you know he's bad man I can't wait to get out of this dump he growled <gasps> how dare <eating> he <laughs> <a cigarette. laughs> but in order to get out of Sweet Valley he needed some money now of course like he's the ultimate villain yeah he calls Sweet Valley a dump <laughs> I mean, there's no coming back from that <laughs> forget being a drug dealer giving drugs to children yeah. It's once you disweet Valley, if you, diss- <laughs>
1: Bally, you are out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've crossed the line. Big time. For shame, Buzz. <laughs> for shame. And we're totally he owes us money, probably because he's constantly giving away drugs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's got a very bad business model, in fairness.
2: <laughs> like, he's not even giving away drugs to people who have a regular source of income. <laughs> he's, he's just turning customers. up at high school
1: parties.
2: <laughs> Give them to 14 year olds. There you go. <laughs> so, we hope some money. is got, got to come in handy. It's like his client base is is really low rent mm. if a middle class kid who is you know does not have massive wealth is his meal ticket yeah really that's the best you could do boss? he's so bad at this <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been caught by now yeah though no, in fairness uh, he is in sweet folly so no all we need to know about the police force there true so cut to the Casadel Wakefield where Jess, for the first time, starts actually getting worried about administering this food. Yeah,
1: she's starting to worry that maybe she's spitting off more so she can chew here because it's a lot of admin.
2: Yes. And uh, by the way, there's something very obvious happens in this scene which you would think Jess would have thought of before. But anyway, Alice comes home late with Chinese food, which were we not told, Ned is allergic to all Chinese food Yes Yes
1: I they wrote down what trickery is this Ned <laughs> hates Chinese food And it was a whole plot point In yeah. that one with the grandparents Where it was a whole oh, thing that they couldn't was, go yeah. for dinner Or the girls were going for dinner With the grandparents And they were like Oh but well, we can't go Because Ned hates Chinese food He's allergic to all of it And like literally A page later Ned is like Popping a water chestnut Into his <laughs> mouth and it's like Ned you
2: treacherous bitch <laughs> I think he's just been to get out and go and Such get a him. liar. We're he didn't parents. want to
1: hang out with his parents-in-law, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Fair
2: enough. They were very sanctimonious. <laughs> <laughs> but they were his parents. They were his parents. You think Alice would front hang out with So them. weird. Um, because they were constantly talking about how terrible it was with working parents.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: So, uh, anyway, over dinner, um, Jessica tells her parents about her scholarship plan woes. And they're so amazed when her dad, who, lest we forget, is a lawyer, mm-hmm. says, oh, I'll sort that out for you. Yeah, it's grand. Why did not you think of asking yeah, your lawyer it's such father? It's an obvious
1: solution. But he's like, yeah, we, we do this kind of thing all the time. It's yeah. fine, I've got this.
2: And uh, Alice praises Jessica for her noble deeds. And Jess is like, oh, well, things always seem to work out for me. Unfortunately, as my notes say, this is true. It's, so- <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: madden- maddeningly
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> when will she get her comeuppance? Oh, man. So later, Jeffrey calls, uh, calls over, and he and Liz are watching TV. And she, she tells him about what happened with Molly. And Jeffrey agrees that everyone at school is just taking out their own sort of rage and grief and guilt. Yeah, Liz does feel yeah.
1: kind of guilty for like not even giving Molly a chance to talk. I guess, hmm. or it's kind of been weighing on her a bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they agree that Molly has just been an easy target. Yes, which is very, very true. Yeah, and she, Liz says that she can't bring herself to sort of you know get close to Molly but then mm. she remembers Justin so maybe he can help her <laughs> and she calls him and he is not happy it's so funny because he's just not having
1: it yeah. Like, which is totally understandable because it's like well fucking you go be her friend like if yeah. you're so concerned I'm trying yeah. to move on with my life also, <laughs> stop badgering me why
2: is this your business
1: <laughs> oh my yeah exactly and the fact that he's not really having it Elizabeth just doesn't see this coming and she's like stung Elizabeth stared at the mouthpiece of the phone why was he reacting this way (laughs) and it's like well not everyone is actually desperate for your approval Elizabeth imagine (laughs) first (laughs) time time for everything reality check for once in her life
2: (laughs) oh well if she doesn't really learn anything well no of course of course so Liz concedes defeat meanwhile poor old Molly Looking at her miserable face in the Aww. mirror and just thinking sad thoughts before sneaking out the window and hitching a lift to Kelly's. Yeah. Again, nobody can go there sort of <laughs> just by regular means. So it's like, like
1: it's a, there's a secret way to get to <laughs> Kelly's and you can't, you can't just be your you can't just own drive bar. there. Can't be your own car or a bus. You can't walk there. No. <laughs>
2: Gotta be kidnapped. It only appears after a
1: hijacking <laughs> or a hitchhiking. It's like
2: the Brigadoon of bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Buzz is just in the car park for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think it's because he's on the run from the cops or oh, whatever. That's so true, he's just kind yeah. of lurking in the car
2: park. He's like, like "Go to buy some beers." Yeah, and she does. Oh, with her own money, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she goes in and the last time Regina went, went to Kelly's with, with not Nicholas, uh, with Justin? Yes. And we were told it was like, oh. It was kind actually of, kind of
1: grand, yeah. yeah. Not anymore. No. It's, <laughs> it's a bad fun. night in <laughs> Kelly's. <laughs> it
2: certainly is. Even the bartender's all puffy-eyed. Oh, no. Where's that, yeah, where's that friendly man that was cleaning glasses the last yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he does the day shift. Maybe. <laughs> Nighttime at Kelly's. Uh-oh. Things start to go down. There's <laughs> raucous. Country and Western music, <laughs> seething from the flashing it's, just the, it's like the um,
1: I just keep thinking of the bar in Blues Brothers ah, where there's like chicken <laughs> wire, just of the chicken s- wire and the lamp and bottles of the band all night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that actually is probably what it's like. Or maybe yeah. Roadhouse. Oh yes, <laughs> Roadhouse. Where is Dalton <gasps> when you need him? Look Roadhouse. <laughs> Knockets of heads, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the bartender just like, uh, you're clearly underage but what the fuck. Yeah, so it gives us some... two Millers, an actual uh, yeah brand name beer mentioned. Mm. That's the first I think. But they were delighted to be
1: <laughs> associated <laughs> with underage <laughs> drinking and <in> creepy pubs.
2: <laughs> and on the way out with the beer, uh, she Molly overhears some some of the barflies, and they're talking about buzz. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're being very, very trivial. They're trivializing the tragedy because they're talking about how oh, ah some he's been hiding out since some stupid kid got herself killed at some Mickey Mouse high school party. I don't know why I'm giving them all time Gangster voice. <laughs> it just seems it of, feels right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just go with it. It's fine.
2: <laughs> uh, and Molly is horrified, and she sort of has like God, when when will they stop haunting me? Yeah. But her reverie is interrupted by Buzz. She's like, oh, come here. Where's uh, <laughs> <with> my beer? <laughs> and in the car, he is so creepy.
1: Oh, he is. He's gross. He's oh yeah. He should be arrested.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he, I'm sorry. He should be arrested he, he, for a lot of things. He should be. <laughs>
1: I mean, yes, we're all in agreement there.
2: <laughs> but he should be arrested for what he does now. <laughs> because he's all like cruding in a rear, oh, you know, and he's buddy. so greasy and gross <laughs> 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 he's like locks we gross. were told when he was uh, yeah. when he was in his dingy apartment <laughs> and so he's crooning in her ear about how great she is yeah. and how uh, oh, people don't understand you either. Oh, They like to criticise you. Yeah, Same he's thing. like,
1: oh, world, I like you and me. Ugh. Ugh, stroking her arm. Oh, get
2: off her. Ugh, she's 16, Buzz. <laughs> yeah, stop us. What age are you? Ugh. Yeah, we don't know, but he's mm. like, he's. I mean, he's too old.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And
2: uh, a part of her is horrified to understand and she's sort of thinking about Regina's, you know, what happened to Regina and that Buzz was, was clearly not showing any remorse at all. Yeah, like her instincts are kicking in and she's like, what the fuck am
1: I doing here? <laughs> But, but she's then, just so downtrodden, I think, from everybody being so mean to her.
2: Well, exactly. And because another part of her just wants to be loved. Yes. And accepted. Which is very relatable, yeah. Yeah, it does feel quite real. Mm. And then he gives her a uh, massive joint mm-hmm. and because he just giving away the drugs again. Just standing <laughs> about. <laughs> and she's all like... Mm escape, escape. <laughs> oh God, Molly. <laughs> that is some strong stuff. She yeah. Jesus, what's like. in that joint? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh Molly, I have to leave town, but I don't want to be torn away from you. If only you could join me. Mm. And possibly because she's uh, stoned on one drag the slip a slip uh, and half a beer, she's... She's suckered in by his clear his wily manipulations.
1: Oh yeah like it's such manipulation but like poor Molly.
2: Yeah and I was really sad. Yeah, And he's actually this is very cunning of Buzz he is quite good at manipulating people because he he says you know it's not like you're going to have to stay away you just go away with me but everybody will miss you and then you can go home. Yeah. Which is a he plays Sneaky. it just right doesn't he, he yeah. just, god damn you buzz that son of a bitch and of course the only problem is he needs some cash mm-hmm. and then Molly reveals she has a college savings fund oh Molly and he's like oh great can you get the money out yes well meet me tomorrow give me a oh, and we'll fuck. leave and she's like yeah fine Yeah. She's really sad. She's kind of
1: annoyed as well then because she's just like, Yeah, they'll be sorry I'm gone type of thing. And she's like that goody goody Elizabeth (laughs) Wakefield to say, Yes, you tell her (laughs) Even though obviously, you know, you're gonna be proven to be wrong, but still it's satisfying.
2: (laughs) She gets her moment of anticipating it. (laughs) So that's something. (laughs) So early the next day in uh, the Wakefield house Jess is surprised by a visit from Nicholas who's troubled yet hunky. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's so
1: handsome, so sad.
2: <laughs> well, that is literally what Jess is thinking. She's so funny. She's so gross because <laughs> <laughs> after telling him about the scholarship she's just like, oh, I'll have another girl with this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In a way, you kind of have to admire her hustle. It's just like she does sure. not let up. She is consistent, if nothing else, and will never let an opportunity go by. Very good point. Not okay. to flirt with a handsome dude. Grieving a sister? No problem. Jessica's no. on it. That's
2: just another opportunity. One, one person's difficulty is one hustler's opportunity. When <laughs> door closes, Jessica can break in the window. <laughs> Lost a sister? Get the desk. <laughs> ta Jessica. <laughs> um, and she's so awful. She's really like all faux modest. Like, oh, who, me? Oh, oh God. And, so um, funny. Then he takes her hand. It's like, oh, you're so amazing. But of course, as soon as Elizabeth come in, comes in, he just drops <laughs> she's
1: like Jessica's forgotten. It's amazing. <laughs>
2: I love this. And he needs, of course, like everybody else, to talk to Liz and get her wise counsel. So he offers to drive her to school. And he tells what happened with Molly and he feels really awful. As well he should. Exactly. Yeah. And he, actually in fairness to him, he doesn't want Liz to sort out all his problems but just says, look, you know, I, I know that I have to do this myself but just if you see her in the meantime, tell her
1: yeah it is quite funny though because he, he kind of yeah he says all that to her but he's also like um you know uh, he had very little contact with most of the Sweet Valley High crowd was like, he? that's <laughs> not true we know that's not true he knows what, everything that's going on in that fucking school he's never <laughs> not there yeah. good point
2: Um, so for now it sort of hits Liz that Molly is really in a bad way she's
1: completely alone Yeah, yeah
2: and she admits that okay this really isn't fair and actually says Oh, God, what have we done? Fuck, yeah. So at school, she's still a bit torn because she tells herself Molly has her own friends. Does she?
1: Yeah, like she clearly doesn't. Justin was her friend. Jan is fucking nowhere to be found <laughs> wherever she disappeared she's off She's been to. posted
2: to another school. She, she's gone to
1: another school to her 21 Jump Street thing. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, she quite obviously is all on her own. So I don't know what she thinks she's doing like, or who she'd be hanging out with.
2: I know. And there's I mean this just feels A bit like a time wasting scene Because she sees Molly From a distance But just like Oh no I can't do it Yeah So she realises She has to talk to Justin again And of course He's in the library (laughs) The home of the brooding That's where you go to brood (laughs) It is He's trying to write A letter on Hamlet Very apt Very broody Very much Somebody else whose (laughs) girlfriend Died Oh god And uh, he gazes out the window As his classmates frolic he wishes he could be as carefree as them. Oh, very poignant, and we're reminded of his tragic backstory. Yes. As, as Liz arrives and she offers him a deal. She does because she kind of, she kind of weasels her way in at oh, first, right? She she's like, "Oh, Hamlet, oh, maybe I can help you with
1: your English paper if you do this for me." <laughs>
2: uh, she's an expert at using her meddling powers yeah. for her own ends, and uh, she says, "Look, Regina's gone, but like, you can't let another life be destroyed." It's
1: kind of well. the same. Conversation they already had like, yeah really, well there's a lot of repetition yeah. in this
2: book really and yeah well will bring Regina back and it's not fair and then just remembers the a time uh, when Molly rescued an injured duck hmm yes it's <laughs> quite a sweet tale <laughs> it is cute yeah <laughs> uh, it's a bit random and he's like okay I'll think about it and um, after Liz goes he's like oh shit I probably should talk to her this isn't really fair but will Molly even listen to him now hmm well probably not and in the library as well I don't know. Sociopath Jess Mm -hmm. is wondering if she has a chance at Nicholas now. So good. Oh, they're in the cafeteria cafeteria because she's
1: she's eating french fries as she says it. Uh, Do you you, you think there's any hope for me? With Nicholas, I mean.
2: Uh, (laughs) She's she's so classy. And Lila says she's just being polite because people with breeding are always very gallant. (laughs) Okay. If you say so, <laughs> I give you Boris Johnson. Oh, God.
1: So many examples <laughs> of that not that's, being true. <laughs> that's just the
2: first person that came into my head. Yeah, yeah. There was a very long list. And Jess is like, oh, God, the scholarship. It was going to be a lot of work. Ugh. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Kel's yeah. surprise. Mm-hmm. Of course, as soon as she started this up and uh, doesn't actually want to do any work on it. And Lila has some hot gossip. Oh, it's uh, about Sandy Bacon. Oh. Old, pal. <laughs> old crispy bacon. <laughs> she's she's fallen in love Ooh. with Manuel Lopez. <gasps> Manuel Lopez. As Kara says, that Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's in her class. Oh, yeah. yeah Why do they not know? And uh, Jessica remembers that Sandy's dad is a big old bigot.
1: Oh, God. You yeah. wrote
2: a letter to the paper. Sounds pretty bad.
1: Fuck. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but this is all kind of set up now for the next book oh, as well. we just sort so, of like yes. sowing the seeds for it.
2: Yes. Uh, we're told that, uh, remember how embarrassed Sandy was when her father wrote that letter to the editor of the Sweet Valley News about how the town was being overrun by immigrants? Yeah. He's a real bigot. Uh, by the way, uh, this town is not being overrun by immigrants. There aren't any. Yeah, what immigrants? Apart <laughs> <Like, laughs> from the racism of the view like there are no women there's none <laughs> apart from Manuel anyway he's going to be uh, play a starring role in the in the next book mm. but anyway Liz you know Jess is intrigued by the thought of some some tension because that's what keeps her real she loves she
1: lives for the drama
2: <laughs> always Liz approaches them then looking for Molly to apologise and Jess is outraged at the thought and uh, accuses Liz of not caring about Regina this is her at her worst and as as I, it told me when I was reading this if people had treated her like this after Annie tried to kill herself oh my god could you imagine yeah and that was much more directly related hell. in that Jessica had a campaign against she, Annie an active campaign against her like yeah, yeah. A, a, a very vulnerable person Jesus yeah oh like, my god <laughs> a bit of self-awareness Jess fucking yes. hell. chance no way So nobody brings this up, sadly. Mm. Uh, But Cara helps Liz out by saying that she overheard Molly asking someone conveniently for directions to the bank. And Jessica actually tries to stop her going. And um, yeah, like she puts her
1: hand on Liz's arm and everything or grabs her wrist and she's like, you're not actually going looking for her, are you? And it's like, up uh, Jessica she just
2: loves <laughs> hating people and yeah. judging people I mean I know we love hating her but like we
1: know she runs on spite that's true
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like her her fuels her or main her motivator yeah. <laughs> so at the bank Molly is all shifty as she tries to get out all her money but she uh, she does and th- yeah it's a bit pointless that there's all this like whether well, you're closing your account it goes oh, on for like oh there's a lot of pages. faffing
1: around it's like lads just get on with it we don't care about the bank admin <laughs> side of
2: things <laughs> all you need to know is she's got her money out she's got about two grand she does yeah and she's got to take her buzz that far, really. Yeah. I'm a living on it. No, no, no. Down Mexico way. <laughs> and she bumps into, into Liz, who brings up Regina and Justin. But Molly thinks that Liz just wants to sort of lay more blame on her.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, <laughs> Elizabeth is like talking about how they need to have a conversation. And oh, it's just it's so funny because Molly's just had enough of everybody yeah. and she's really fed up. But she's just like, no, thanks. I've been your scapegoat long enough, Elizabeth. You can take your talking and <gasps> shove it.
2: <laughs> Yay! Good for you, Molly. Well, except not good for you. But this you're... is it. Like, it's always so
1: satisfying when people tell Elizabeth to fuck off. But then they're always wrong for doing yes! it in the oh! long run. But still, it's, it's so nice to hear it when it happens. It really is. <laughs>
2: I mean, at least it gets, it's, it's like venting a bit. Yeah. It's pointless, but you feel a bit better afterwards.
1: Just let off a little bit of steam. It's exactly okay. It.
2: <laughs> but, yep, Molly is, is determined to go. Nothing's got to stop her getting out of this shithole. Uh, nothing <laughs> to cause of that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the Sweet Valley hatred, especially what's coming up in a couple of books. There's uh, more pions of praise to how amazing Sweet Valley is, so mm-hmm. I'm glad at least Buzz sets the jump.
1: <laughs> just balance <laughs> it out a tiny bit. Yeah, just a
2: bit. At school, of meanwhile, Justin is is looking for Molly. And there's of a cheesy bit where he's like, he's trying to push his way against the crowds, lead, leaving the cafeteria. And he's like, just like me, always going against the street. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Justin. <laughs> Get over <home laughs> yourself. He realises anyway that he gave up on Molly too quickly. And he was just using his own guilt as an excuse to shut her out. Yes. But he can't find her. And then he finds Chrome Dome Koopa.
1: Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, because he Uh, knows Molly's class schedule. So he like waits outside the classroom that he knows she should be in. In the corridor. In the corridor. And then the headmaster turns up and he's basically the principal from Back to the Future. Yes. Like he literally calls him a slacker.
2: (laughs) 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 You're a slacker, McFly. Yeah. (laughs) Or Belson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And he's an absolute dick. Oh, yeah. Because he must know about Justin's troubled family circumstances. Surely, yeah. And he is not very sympathetic. He's like, ah, oh, you're under detention. And while Crowdie was ranting, which goes on for a very long time. Oh my god, pages. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, Justin catches Liz's eye and sees her looking. She's all worried, so he knows something's something's up. But he up. has no choice. Yeah, he has to go to detention now. And meanwhile, Liz um, is worried because obviously Justin has not found money, mm. and she heads to the Oracle with Jess, who calls it a dump. <laughs> so it's like so it's like a real excuse to criticise true and Liz writes says you're one to talk <laughs> <laughs> given the state of the hurty bar. It's very fair and Olivia understandably asks what are you doing here Jess and it turns out she wants to co-write a thing about the scholarship yeah which of course she isn't co-writing at all no, no she just sits there yeah while Liz writes it <laughs> yeah it's very long and it's uh, quite ableist. yeah but are we surprised no I mean <laughs> Not at all. It's all about Regina's quote, triumph over deafness. Christ almighty uh, well, lads. And Jess literally does nothing. She, she doesn't. She is just But sincere. it's so funny.
1: Like they read out the whole entire fucking thing. Oh, and it's really long. But it's so long, but like literally like a hush descends on the room because <laughs> it's so amazing. And Penny, who's like the editor, is like, it's perfect, front page. It's like, you do not edit Elizabeth Wakefield <laughs> when she's on just her own. Put role. it
2: straight on there. <laughs> yeah. And then someone behind them says, This is a pretty solid bunch. Who could it be? Yay! It's Mr. Collins! we have a quite a detailed reminder of his charm. So sexy. He's a young Robert Redford, don't you know? <laughs> and uh, Liz, why does she enable her stupid bitch of a sister? So <laughs> she lets Jessica take credit for the whole thing. That's so weird. Jessica literally did nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Penny wonders very tritely, Why do kids ever do drugs? Oh, God. It's 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 another fucking
1: very special episode of Sweet Valley
2: High. You're (laughs) only going nowhere if you don't say no. And Jessica's like, well, it's all Molly's fault. And to Jessica's outrage, Liz disagrees.
1: Yeah. And Mr. Collins kind of agrees as well and sort of makes. He's very sensible. He is, in fairness. He's very reasonable. He's having a good teacher moment, in fairness, too. He's not even even being inappropriate or anything.
2: no that's true. He's not asking any of them to jitterbug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he says, well, if it's Molly's responsibility, then it's everyone's. Yeah. And, you know, how you're treating, he hears how they're treating Molly and he's like, that's really not fair. And Olivia admits, yeah, I guess we're. And actually, in to Olivia, she was quite close to Regina because of going out with Roger. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she admits that they're all taking out their pain on her. And, and Mr. Collins sensibly says, well, what about, about her pain? Yeah. And yeah, he
1: quite sensibly says at one point, uh, that, like, yeah, she's she's not going to be able to get out of that trap if you keep pushing her back in. Very oh.
2: wise, Roger. Very
1: wise, yes.
2: But, of course, Jessica is actually... She's so... She's such a terrible person. She's so <laughs> determined to hate Molly that... Uh, Liz is actually upset. She says it hurt her sometimes that her sister could be insensitive to Ooh. other people. Then you must be upset twenty four hours a day. Oh my
1: god! Like, Never <laughs> not. This is constant with her.
2: <laughs> and Jessica, like, she's a really mixed, messed up kid. Jessica said feebly, not meeting her teacher's eyes. <laughs> she's into drugs. Like she's so determined to be a to massive prick. Her, yeah, and she's like just looking for, ex- for excuses. Mr. Collins says no time for this, and um. He says, well, if she's into drugs, some pain must have driven her there because people don't end up with drug problems if they're really, really happy. True, yeah. And when Liz reveals that money went to the grave looking for absolution, Penny is like, look, maybe we have a story here saying everybody has a responsibility to keep their friends from drugs. And Jessica objects to that. The <laughs> ran <laughs> Rand over there thinking everybody is like, nobody is dependent on anybody else. Yeah, like the
1: tide is turning and Jessica's just like, nope, no,
2: nope, no. not doing this. <laughs> And then uh, when Liz is like she needs help not hate Jess tries to build human empathy uh, <laughs> It does not compute. <laughs> for which Mr. Collins praises her from oh, doing the bare fucking the minimum. fucking barest of minimums my god. <laughs> so Liz writes a column on the subject she's still so worried. Meanwhile Justin is in his tragic home <laughs> where he's talking up his tranquilizer mother. Oh, God. On, in, so it's like zogged out and he's like putting a blanket around. Yeah, her.
1: she's asleep on a couch and it's like, nobody does that in Sweet Valley. <gasps> what? <laughs> you sleep in your bed.
2: <laughs> also, you're not like zogged out on Tomasa Patch. And for all, Justin, he just as a pathetic little cheese sandwich Oh, dinner. man. It's yeah. very poignant. And a
1: glass of orange juice. They do oh, not go together. <laughs> no, I was like,
2: the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get some vitamins in somewhere. Oh and it turns out that earlier he tried to call Molly, but it was told, no way. Yeah. Again,
1: part of the being grounded. Mm. She can't have visitors or any phone calls.
2: No. And then Liz rings him and tells him about seeing Molly coming out of the bank. And- oh, yeah. Of
1: course, because when she met Molly at the bank, Molly had like stacks of cash yeah, in her like, hand. <laughs> just like wads <laughs> of 50s. Very inconspicuous.
2: And um, obviously Justin is worried. And he says, look, I'll uh, collect you gotta go and yeah try. Cause cause gotta imme- see it
1: immediately he's like fuck she's so, running away
2: so, yeah which is sensible We're yeah. actually deducing the logical thing mm. so they um, they drive over to Molly's where they see her getting out and getting into a car and driving away
1: yeah and she's got a huge big like backpack with her so, yeah, it's, so it's like oh shit she is running away
2: and of course where's she going it's Kelly's. Of course. And who's at the car park? Fucking Buzz. <laughs> oh, he's so and Liz is like, call the cops and tell them to head south on the old Route 7.
1: Yeah, in fairness, Ju- like Justin Carter. Justin's very uh, good at figuring shit out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, there's an old abandoned highway out of town. That's the way he'll be going. It's like, all hey, right, Justin, you're on the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> they should have had him trying to catch Buzz all this time. <laughs> like you You'd have actually
2: the cops. Him in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, so he, he's gonna follow them. So he tells Liz to to get the cops to go out. She's going to call them road.
1: from the payphone. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to um, follow them.
2: Though she is, does mean she's going to be left behind uh, in the she car park of Kelly's. <laughs> yeah. she can't imagine it's very She'll be place. fine. <laughs> so Buzz and Molly um, drive off with Justin in pursuit, and Molly looks back and sees Justin. Oh the star, no! Yeah. Which of course, she recognizes, and Buzz speeds off, and Justin. This is all very dramatic, actually. Very Justin, dramatic
1: car chase. Yeah.
2: Yes. Justin manages to overtake them and stop in the middle of the road. Yeah. And Molly tries to tell him to go, but he's like, "No, I'm I'm not letting you cross the border with Buzz." That's <laughs> surprising me. A Buzz is all coked up.
1: Oh man, he, yeah, he's, he he must be actually. Yeah, yeah, the way he's carrying on, he's all twitchy. <laughs> he, I think
2: yeah. Justin says that he thinks that she's uh, that he's he's taken a few toots.
1: Uh, yeah, because at first he's like. Trying to get Molly to get back in the car, but then he's like, All right, just give me the money. Yeah. So he tries to take Molly's bag off her, um, so he can just bail out with that. Yeah.
2: Because Molly then is sort of she's sort of overwhelmed. Yeah. And uh and Justin is pleading for her to stay and says, uh, you know, don't let Buzz wreck your life like yeah. he did to Don't let Cheetah die in pain. <gasps> oh my gosh. And that's when uh Buzz is like, Oh, fine, give me the cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as you say, goes for the bag, and he has a knife. Oh no! <gasps> Just leaps between Molly and the blade. So heroic. Oh, very <laughs> dramatic. Ted standoff, Budge lunges, misses, uh, and finally just grabs a stick. And uh, it's <laughs> okay, just. knocks the knife out of Buzz's hand. Yeah. Just as the cops arrive.
1: Yeah, they're just kind of scuffling and like fighty, fighty, fighty until yeah. the cops arrive, basically.
2: And uh, that's it. Buzz has finally been arrested. Hey. Slowly
1: took. Finally. Citizens' arrest, <laughs> yeah.
2: basically. To take him down. So next day Liz is in her sacred space the Oracle office when Molly appears and she apologises for causing all this commotion last night and this like nuts crap. Yeah
1: I think uh, Jeffrey had picked up Liz from the car park in Kelly's and they kind of
2: they turned up on the scene. them out onto the scene. Because the then... cops do not care about this. Uh, <laughs> it's so silly. And they took Molly home. Yes. And it turns out now the haunted look has gone from her eyes. Hooray! She's turning over a new leaf. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, thanks for persuading Justin to save me. And it's like, well, he always wanted to save you. Yeah. You just needed to kick up the horse. <laughs> and now Molly's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll write a story for the Oracle. I like this Mel vibe. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I I want to work at school now. (laughs) Why why is she talking like somebody out of a table? I don't know, Anna.
1: Why why is she? (laughs)
2: Because she's a criminal. (laughs) She's like, I never wanted to work at school before, but now I do. (laughs) Gee, thanks, Liz. (laughs) It's the old Wakefield magic for you. And it turns out, Again, Mr. Collins doing good work. Yeah. He's got to talk to her parents and get them into group counselling. Good. Fucking hell, her parents are terrible. Oh my God, they're so terrible. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm glad Mr. Collins is on her side. Yeah. And he's got a her for the scholarship next year. Oh, scholarship. that's very sweet. I actually. think that is genuinely yeah. really cute. I'm nice and she's like oh but will tomorrow's mind and Liz's like no they'll be delighted yeah. because it'll show that something good has happened Hooray. and then Jess comes in it's all awkward because she can't be horrible to Molly now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right before Jess comes in it's like a
1: moment of true friendship passed between the two girls oh, yeah, Molly smiled gratefully. it's like they are never going to have another meaningful no! interaction for the rest of this entire fucking series no. and the hundred books that are left I, I guarantee g- it I like,
2: genuinely can't remember Molly <laughs> ever no, turning up she's again
1: she's out like <laughs> fuck off with your true friendship we you're not buying that for a second. I think
2: Justin ever even turns up again. <laughs> anyway, um Jessica wants a, a lift after cheer practice or something. And uh, so it's just basically an excuse to get her um bring her in and and s- show her en route to cheering, where she meets Kara. And while they're they're on their way to the I don't know, pitch, wherever they practice. Yeah. They see a canoodling couple. <gasps> oh my goodness. Who could it be? Why it's crispy bacon. <gasps>
1: So that's just what I call it. Sandy Bacon just is a horrible combination of words. And I hate
2: it. <laughs> well, Manuel Lopez does clearly doesn't mind because... It, it is he. It is he. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tara Cara mentions that when she asked Jeannie West if Sandy and Manuel were together, she was a bit shifty. Mm. And when they get to the practice, Sandy is not there. Is it forbidden love? <gasps> and Jessica thinks... It, with parents like Sandy's this could reach the proportions of Romeo and Juliet. And oh my had enough death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough death. Good point. And uh, that's it.
1: That's it, yeah. That was Outcast. Mm.
2: It was actually I have to say it was a, quite a good
1: book. It was in fairness, yeah.
2: Like it, you know I mean there was a bit of repetition in the dramatic yeah, scenes but little it, bit. it had a bit of tension. But it's a
1: decent amount of fallout as well from mm. from such a big dramatic event. Yeah, True.
2: I mean it's going to end here but you know. Yeah. It's been a week. <laughs> I'll be fine. So, uh, do we have any uh, outfits and uh, stats? Oh, uh, yes.
1: Okay, well. We have the blue-green eyes got Mm -hmm. two mentions. Oh my goodness, uh, I think that's an all-time low. pretty low. Uh, But the blondness got five mentions, which is kind of a nice solid average. Mm. Outfits, like, literally nothing. I think everybody was too depressed to wear anything fun. I was thinking that when I was reading Yeah, Molly wears a denim jacket at one point and Uh. it's like, I guess that's our lot for this
2: book. Whoa. Oh, there were no parties. (laughs) No parties,
1: actually. Oh, that's probably the first time there's been (gasps) no party or dance or some kind of a fucking gathering, you know? I think
2: you're right. Yeah. Wow. You know things are serious, man. Well, that yeah. is a mark of respect for RRB, A Peter. Book. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for everybody for sharing your your thoughts on um, on 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 the last uh, the last discussion of on the edge, which yeah. I know touched a lot of your hearts. The book, oh. not necessarily us uh, <laughs> laughing at well yeah I'd be moved by it <laughs> so we did get some great responses so we did we, we always love your, your tweets and emails yes and
1: actually thanks to Katie Olsen she sent us an email because remember we were worry, wondering why Bruce was in a class with Amy in the first place yes. to kick off that whole project but she was saying that often like classes like social studies are often like a mixed grade class ah. so you could kind of decide to do that class or sometimes students could be behind their peers and yeah. then they'd have to take a junior class to like make up makes sense that.
2: Bruce would be behind so either Bruce do... is a slacker which yeah. is very possible exactly. <laughs> Or else
1: it was just a mixed grade class. Ah. Or it was just a lack of continuity on the ghostwriter's
2: part. Or all three. No, well, <laughs> I'd like to believe it's all three. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we did not. Well, obviously, we did do it in Irish schools. No. It's very sp- a specific. No, you had your year, and that's kind of who you did in college, with. but that's different. Okay, yeah. But, you know, for literature classes right, okay. and stuff. But, um, yeah, well, okay. I feel kind of guilty for thinking that was a massive plot hole in the last yeah, one. But yeah, it turns win. out it's not. It's just the American school system. Fair enough. We apologise. Well, I, th- I mean, if this podcast has told us anything, is that there are loads of things <laughs> we a do not shitload know. shitload we don't know. <laughs> and doubtless more... Uh, Hold of ignorance will be revealed in the next one. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening to uh, to Outcast. Uh, you can of course always follow us and share your thoughts on this or any other Sweet Valley tidbit at SVH Podcast at Twitter.
1: Where uh, you can get us an email at podcast at gmail.com, which we do love
2: receiving. Mm-hmm. And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and all the podcasts at uh, HS Pod Network and this Headstuff. And we will be back in another fortnight when we discover what happens <laughs> where Sandy Bacon <laughs> not wearing her cool jacket this time Aww. and Manuel Lopez are <gasps> caught in, in the, the middle. middle. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast
0: Network.